right, so my next pick is um, Space Oddity by David Bowie. Hmm. And, like, I, I don't really have, like, a... It's, like, it, it's a great song, but, uh, like, there's no... This is the one that really doesn't have, like, that sentimental story to it, like, attached. Like, I remember hearing about this song for the first time is because I started hanging out with a guy named Tom, and me and my buddy had... A, a, we knew another Tom, and so... Like, my buddy was like, well, the only nickname I could think of you is, like, Major Tom from that David Bowie song. And so I, like, went to go listen to it. And I was just, like, like mind-fucking-blown when I heard that. And I was like, holy shit. Like, so, I mean, Bowie's just a, a great musician, like, overall, you know. Yeah, no argument there. So, I mean, like, he, I, I like, I, I like Ashes Ashes, but I like Space Oddity more than that one. I like uh, Rebel by him i like moon age daydreams yeah uh, but that one more it's just there's a lot of things about it that's so interesting you know and like i like the guitar after like the lift off part the, like the brown unfortunately i don't have much other than that that is just it's such a great song it's not one of the sentimental stories but you know that's what i got they don't all have to be sentimental because i ran out of sentimental shit for <laughs> I got like five sentimental things. <laughs> Most of them are just like, no, I just really like it, and that's how it is. I don't have a good nostalgic thing. So you were like, oh, I went with more sentimental on my list because I was having a really hard time, and I'm like, oh shit, sentimental. I didn't even think of that. Fuck. I have to redo my whole <laughs> list. And so then I got a couple, and I'm like, nostalgia is such a hard thing to, uh, such a fine line to walk because, mm -hmm. y you know, you, you dip too far one way, and now all of a sudden it's it's it goes on like a little tangent and you just remember like a bad shit happening and you're like well i don't want to go in that direction i don't want to think about that for the rest of my life Ugh. so you have to go with a very narrow one where you're like okay this doesn't have any bad associations that are even vaguely related to it because mm -hmm. i mean I, I i have a lot of memories entwined with music memory is music is one of the big memory unleashers that and like scent are the two big ones it's not even so much like looking at a picture it's either hearing a song or smelling a smell are you the big triggers for memories and so i i, I could go on but I, i'm trying to i'm trying to keep it trying to keep it good trying to keep it, <laughs> trying to keep it light yeah I'm trying to keep it primo here i get that try not to drag everybody down well let's keep it on and up <laughs> what's your next pick <laughs> my next pick is loretta young silks by sneaker pimps which I came out in 2002, and I didn't hear it until last year. So I guess I don't know shit about music. <laughs> it cropped up on one of my like Spotify recommended daily playlists or weekly playlist thing. And I was like, oh shit, this is good. And I listened to Sneaker Pimps when they came out, when I heard them like in the late 90s, you know, and it was all um, postmodern sleaze and... Um, you could be making up stuff right now because I... <laughs> you're over my head right now. Okay, well, they're on the intro to Trip Hop playlist, so you should listen to that for when you... I, I've barely podcasts. gotten... I've barely gotten into that Trip Hop stuff because, like, there was one song that made me go, fuck. Like, it was, like, annoying or something. Like, unfortunately, I don't want to, like... Don't want to bash your kind of music, but well, I'm dying where, to know what song you were all like. Fuck that shit! I'm dying to know I, what song that is. I don't even remember the name of it. It just had a weird noise to it. So if, if you remember anything from that, like <sighs> it might have been a Portishead song because they have 
probably weirder sound in there. And I think that's also where it started was with Portishead. So if you're playing it in order, it was probably... I might have been on shuffle, which is oh, okay. a few times I did shuffle. Okay, well, I, I know that you like to listen to things in a specific order, so I try mm -hmm. to put things in a specific order. But no, now I'm dying to know because I've apparently done that to to your wife before, <laughs> and I've put a song on, and she was all like, "I made her a play playlist," and she's like, "This song made me physically nauseous. <laughs> it, it gave me such a headache." And I'm like, and I'm like. Was it Sia by Dead Mouse? And she's like, yes, it was. Oh, my God. How do you listen to that? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I just got used to it. What was the fucking... Um, you did that to her indirectly. You sent me something. And I started listening oh, oh, to it, it was, downstairs. Um, you were talking about noise bands. And then you sent me a like, couple songs to, you know, or a Spotify list with this, this band on. Or it was a band camp one. And I was like, this isn't a noise band. Well, let me tell you what a noise band is. And I sent you this song, and you were all like, I feel sick. <laughs> and and she wife, was like, what's wrong with you? My what wife, is this? My wife was upstairs, and she goes, what the fuck was that? And I was like, you heard that? It, it is off-putting. It's a bass line that keeps the whole thing together that makes it good. I can do it a good bass line. can go a long way. Can go a long way for me liking a song. Mm, you get a know. good bass line. You get some. You get some violins in there. There aren't any violins in that song, but you know, you get you get that together, and you can pretty much say anything, and I'll be like, okay, <laughs> I, I, I can dig it. <laughs> you can shit on an audio board. Not yeah, I know. If it has a bass line, if it's got a good bass line and it's got either violins or cellos, I'm down. I'll give it a shot. It might not be in my top 20, but I'll, 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 I'll give it a listen. Yeah. I, I might like it. That one, that one, that song Adam played, and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> why are you, why, what is this? What is this nonsense? That, that, doesn't, that doesn't surprise me in the least bit with him. <laughs> and, he, and he has this on a playlist just called Noise. It's by Black Eyes. The song is called... Oh crap! I can't remember the name of the song now. Because of the D, it's it's not disobedience, but it's something in that line. But we got we got way off from Loretta Lynn. L L Loretta Young Silks, who was Loretta Young was oh. an actress from like the '40s or something, and the Silks are what they used to put over the camera to do that like that soft focus thing, and like her people like invented it or something to that effect. That was oh, what okay. I that's what I got. She has a, a long sad story history thing, that, so. I try not to think about the song's not about her. The song is not about her. They just they had a picture of her up uh, when they were recording it, apparently. Okay. And, I, and okay. that's where the name came from. But it's not actually about her. But it is about that sort of uh, uh, surface glamour, not no substance underneath. You know, you that kind of thing. Okay. And I might be completely misinterpreting that. But either way, it was number one on my Spotify playlist this past year. I didn't hear it for 18 years until after it came out. So I, so I listened to the, you know, the Sneaker Pimps in the late 90s and then got distracted and didn't pay attention to the rest of their albums. And this is one of those where the guy sings and not where the girl sings. and Which is what most people think Sneaker Pimps. They think Six Underground, Postmodern Sleaze. Those were their big ones. All right. Again, you're saying a lot of words and I'm just like... These, these are things like <laughs> these are things and if you listen 
I am I am dying to know what song you're all like about with uh with trip hop. With trip hop. Yeah. I, I don't like know. trip hop. It's smooth jams. It's I'll have good to go stuff. through it again. It's good my, stuff. My next one is a sentimental. My next pick is sentimental. It is uh Queen of Hearts by We Are the Kings, and you actually know why. Yes, I do. Yes. So uh But tell the people at home. I'll tell the people at home. Uh when so I'm married, obviously I've mentioned my wife several times, and so before the wedding, I was like, man, I have to write, write wedding vows. Like, I, you know, like fuck, man, like this is this is hard. Like, you know, I've it, it, there's weird things. Like for me, like there's things I've never done in my life up until a point, and when it comes time to do it, it's like I don't know what to do. You know, like like a- asking her parents, like their permission to, to get married to her I was like how the hell do you do this conversation you know like it was just something I've never done before where I sit down and like try to you know can, can I take your daughter to the soda fountain kind of a thing you know and, it's weird um, because obviously I know her parents because they're my in-laws too and yeah. I've known them for 20 plus years and I'm like why would you ask them that yeah like, for me they're I'm just traditional they're extremely easygoing though in yeah, in my mind, I just have this like not traditional thought about them, but traditional thought about like romance and not romance, but relationships. I guess romance too, but like relationships, it's like this like traditional sense of you know thinking. So like sitting down to ask them like, can I have your daughter's hand in marriage? You know, and her dad was you know polishing a shotgun. Just kidding on that part. Um, but so anyway, um, I was trying to wipe write wedding vows and i was like i've never done this before in my life and like i was just trying to come up with something like what like what is this you know and like i talked to my brother got married uh like two years prior to that and i'm like what what the hell am i supposed to do and him and my or well my brother and me are big wrestling fans and so he's like do it like a wrestling promo like think about it in that sense not like we're, we're gonna we're gonna meet down at the at the garden on Sunday and I'll kick your ass in the steel cage kind of a thing, brother. Like in this like, corner, the bride. In this corner, yeah. <laughs> but he he's like, just think about what you want to say, but think about you're doing it as a promo. So like you need like it's more of like concise and like to the point kind of a thing with what you want to say. So at first I thought of this like cheesy thing where I had like playing cards and poker chips right and i was gonna do things about like oh you're the queen of my heart and like i'm all in and give her like i had like four poker chips that i was gonna have in my like pocket and be like i'm all in kind of a thing and i'm like this is like fucking cheesy and so i was looking around like when i was doing that whole queen of hearts thing i was just looking around at things that related to like you know king of hearts queen of hearts well, on Spotify, Queen of Hearts by We Are the Kings came up. And when I heard the chorus, I was like, that's the words that I, I not that I've been looking for, but it's just like they, I, ha- I had this feeling uh, or like this thing I wanted to say to her that was important, but I couldn't find the words. Mm-hmm. It was what so, you felt in your heart. Yeah, it's what I felt in my heart, but I couldn't find the words to say it. Um, so the chorus is... When the world falls into pieces, you're the one voice of reason. When I can't face all my demons, you're the one I believe in. And so I was like, dude, those words are like 
so fucking true with our relationship. So I put it in there. And what's interesting is like a couple days after the wedding, because like, you know, her parents were still in town. We were hanging around with them. So finally, when they left and we like finally had like that, like everything's all done, like everything was all over with. We sat down and I got onto my phone and I played it. And the second she heard those words, she knew that was from our um, wedding vows. So it is. It was a terribly romantic line. I was like, you know, trying not to cry at your wedding. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool like that. I don't do that shit. <laughs> Which <laughs> apparently it is hard to make you like emotional, but like no, you're it's like... it's not. I just I just stamp it down. Oh, okay. I just stamp it down deep. It, it really it does not take very much, but I just try to like play it off like allergies. Because my wife was like, "You you you about got K like, you know, with your with your vows," and I was like, "They were really they were really good." Yeah. So I th- I think I I think I did wrestling promo style. I, I don't I don't have all of it you know stuck in my brain, but that that those lines were like really good and i was like yeah shit this really puts like every maybe not every wedding i've ever been to to shame but you know (laughs) it was it was pretty good yeah it's what's weird is that it's been a long time since i've like cried in front of people so like i'm trying to say these words and like i'm like i'm surrounded by people i barely know and like this is the first time in a while that I've shown him most in front of people. So, yeah. Again, we, it's those weird moments in your life that how do you do it? You know what I mean? My, my husband and I wrote our vows together. I mean, we've already been together for eight years. So I mean, you know, the jig is up, guys. But we wrote ours together and they were maybe one sentence, maybe two long. It was nothing mushy. It was nothing, no, nothing that I couldn't. That I couldn't get out without crying because yeah. I, I am not going to cry at my wedding. I refuse. I will not do it. And I didn't have my glasses on, so I didn't have to look at anybody. So like my focus was just was him. And mm-hmm. I, 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 bravo, kudos to you because I would I could not, could not express that level of emotion, in public, in front of people. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope, we're gonna do it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And you, you know, you know my husband. You, that's not how he is either. So. Yeah, he's he's more like a computer than a person. He'll take that as a compliment too. Yeah, he's just he's just not. He's just not a, a big romantic kind of person, and that's just not. He's a cool dude. I've, I've been trying. I want to get him on like some kind of podcast because I think he's. An entertaining, cool dude. He is, but he is also. He, I asked him, like, do you want to join podcast list? You know, so I asked him, you know, what songs would be on your on your desert uh, desert island playlist, desert island playlist, and, and I'm like, would it would it be that song from Far Cry Three? And he's like, yeah, it would be that. It would be this other song. And he came up with a couple, and I'm like, why don't you want to be on? And he's like, because I would probably say something just to be a, just to be a, a, a prick about it, just. Just something that would be just a dick thing to say about something. I don't know. He's, I think he's afraid of how he's gonna gonna come across. <laughs> I I mean, I guess you. I don't know. I've I've said there's songs I hate. It's okay to hate music or dislike music. Like that's okay. You know, you have that right. You know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. 
I don't know. He just he wasn't he wasn't that into the idea. It's it's never been his uh his thing. All right. So your next pick. All right. My number eight is Reckoner by Radiohead. I bought this album when it came out. It was uh, in Rainbows, the album. And I listened to it a couple times. You know, there was some good stuff, but I didn't really, like, listen to it a lot. And then one day we're sitting there listening to music, and on my husband's playlist, or his daily mix or whatever, comes up the uh, Vitamin String Quartet cover of this song. And I was like, I know this song. This is really good. I know this song. Why do I know this song? I've never, I could didn't remember the name. And I looked it up and I'm like, oh, I, I forgot how good this song is. And then I proceeded to listen to it like a lot, many, many, many times in a row. And it probably completely skewed my uh, my, my listening habit Spotify list or whatever. Um, we keep saying that. So it sounds like a plug for Spotify. It's not. Uh, I mean, the, po- the podcasting platform we use is owned by Spotify. So. It is. It is. But I mean, it, it, we're like... Cheap plug. <laughs> We have mentioned it a lot, but no, I just, I really, really liked it. I almost, uh, there was another Radiohead song that almost made it on there, but uh, this one I think has more, it's, it just has more listenability. Like, uh, the other one was um, Street Spirit, uh, which is a song I also absolutely love from them, but th- these last few ones, it was real close with a couple other songs. <laughs> like, I was having troubles, like, just like last night, being like, okay, no, we got to put these things in the Thunderdome. Something's got to come out. And uh, Reckoner won out. Yeah. It is a really, really good song. I don't remember if I ever put it on a playlist for you. And, well, I only I only know, like, one Radiohead song. And it's, uh, what's their popular one? Creep? Creep. Is that them? Yeah, yeah. that's them. So that's, that's the only one. And, like, I did at one time own OK Computer. OK Computer is a fantastic album. I because I worked with these dudes that were just talk so like oh fucking okay computer the greatest CD ever and so like that was at the time where I was like kind of opening my music horizons you know because like people I work with would just talk about like having like this big record collection and shit like that and I was like oh yeah you know like I should I should listen to it and I'm like no not for me that was when they they did get more um, heavier on sampling and stuff like. Um their previous albums like Pablo Honey didn't have a whole lot of it it was you know straightforward guitar uh, singing kind of thing uh same thing with um the Benz the Benz was it's it, all before that and then from like okay computer on led the way to kid a which is a lot of samples and stuff and then it just kind of like just catapulted from there okay computer is a really good album I don't know how you know how you don't like it but I, I don't know it's um are we sure it wasn't know. the people that you were working with that kind of ruined it for you because people will ruin a song so quickly I don't I don't so think easily. they I, I don't really remember them talking directly about a song I just know they were talking about the overarching the whole album of OK Computer and I don't know it's I don't I, I can't remember like honestly I don't even remember what it sounded like it's been you know about eight or nine years so yeah, it, it, I mean it's not really for everybody a lot of people like uh, ra- covers of Radiohead songs more than they like Radiohead mm-hmm. so I think my husband likes uh, covers of their music more than their music so like he really likes the uh, Alexa Mello cover of Idiotech but not 
the Radiohead version? Oh yeah, I do. I do like her cover of it because you sent that to me. Yeah, she does do a lot of really good covers of them. Like that one album is nothing but covers of Radiohead songs, and it's pretty good. There's a couple of them where I'm like, mm, the Radiohead one is really like a lot better. But she does. She does very. Very good covers, though, she which will be another voice. podcast, guys, talking about good yeah. and bad covers. Yeah, apparently you, you keep track of good and bad covers. So. I keep a mental list. I don't, like, write it down or anything, oh, but I, I do keep you, a mental list. I thought you had a website since, you know, you're a web developer. No, I, I did have that out there, but I think it was on, like, a live journal or a, my friend Zanga or something from back in the day. Ancient words that I never thought I'd have to say again <laughs> in 2021. <laughs> Zanga and live journal, but here we are. Here we are. Who would have thought? But uh, then I, I limited to like top three because I had there were three cover songs where I was like, these are trash. Oh my god, these are so terrible. Mm-hmm. And three that I were like, no, these are good. I think I like these better than I like the originals, which I think is really the real testament of how good a cover is. Do I like it better than the original? And sometimes it's what I've ever heard first versus you know how it actually is. like. If I heard this version first, but it's the cover, would I probably like it better than the original? Probably. But oh, I'll save that for that that particular podcast. I got strong opinions on that. <laughs> All right, my number eight pick is uh, "Shape of Things" by the Yardbirds. That is a good song. That is a good song. That is like I remember reading like that's one of like the most influential songs to the rock and roll genre. I don't know if you want to call it rock and roll anymore. It's rock. When I say rock and roll, I think of like Elvis. But when you say rock, you think more of like modern like stuff. But it's like that guitar is like just fucking it's it shreds, man. So I would have never thought of that as being like particularly influential. Yeah, it's it's one of those songs that kind of just that shape the sound of of the of the genre so does that one does that one qualify as like psychedelic rock or is, um, there, is there a rock organ in that because if there is i'm going to qualify that as psychedelic. <laughs> no it, uh, on wikipedia it's called psychedelic rock the genre i don't think okay. there is a rock album to or a rock organ uh shape of things is included in the rock and roll hall of fame list of 500 songs that shape rock and roll uh placed at number 61 so i wouldn't say it's like the absolute like like fucking like bees knees that like turned everything around kind of a thing but like it's been held as something that uh it's an influential sound you know mm. see when i think the yardbirds i always think like for your love and um heartful assault those are the two i tend to think of because that was like what we listened to at our house like that was because it's on the more poppy end of things and that's kind of like the music I had access to, like growing up, listening to that. So we didn't, we didn't really ever play that one. Yeah. But I also always confuse it with "Shape of Things to Come" by Max Frost and the Troopers, which is a completely different song. I so I got a uh, the Yardbirds music from both our our, our father-in-law. We share the same father-in-law, and uh, he has like a crap ton of music on his ancient ass computer. And I think, it's, I, I think that thing still runs, though. It still runs. It still runs. It's just ancient. It might be running Windows 90, 98, but it still runs. <laughs> 98 or what was the really popular XP, I think. XP. It's probably XP. Yeah, but uh, he, because either he got music from, like, friends or other family members, um, or he got music from back in the days of 
uh, of like Napster and uh, LimeWire, Kazaa. Lime Kazaa, see, like in my house, we always called it Kaza. See, we always say Kaza because there's two extra A's. I don't know. It was one of those things that, like, my husband had knocked everybody off of his computer because he told them, don't download that. It's full of, you know, you're going to download a virus. And they would, uh, your wife's friends would download it anyways. And he had to kick them off the computer. And she's <laughs> like, I told you not to, guys, not to put that on there. And now you guys all kicked off. Yes, I really love the Yardbirds uh, sound. Still, I'm sad is a good one. Shape of Things is great. Um, so you just discovered this in, like, the last, like, six and a half years uh last four it was like in 2016 i want to say is when i actually got the like i stole his music because i didn't realize he had such a big uh music um like collection like within the last four going on five years that i discovered the Yardbirds. so their cover of uh sloopy my girl sloopy hang on sloopy Hang on, Sloopy. Okay. That's what it is. Okay, I, I always thought it was called My Girl Sloopy. Um, well, this was another one. It's hard, and it was called Hang On, Sloopy. Yeah, it's Hang On, Originally Sloopy. by the McCoys, I think? The McCoys, yes. Yeah. It was kind of like that, listening to that song, it kind of became like my, my mantra. The One of the lines is, Come tomorrow, may I be bolder than today. And you guys... I, I don't know how many people are listening at this point because I just I just said it on the last episode for the first time, but I ended the song or I ended my podcast with "Come tomorrow, may I be or may you be bolder than today." I'll probably finish this episode with "Come tomorrow, may you be bolder than today." It's on our Facebook page. Like us on Facebook. It's on the anchor um, music description. May you become bolder than today. So like Boulder has become like my my mantra kind of a thing. So I don't think I have a mantra. Damn. Mantra, mantra. I don't think I have one, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I actually listened on repeat like fifty times as I was driving to um, a job interview, listening to that so I can get myself like I've gotta be bolder, I gotta be bolder. I didn't get the job, but nonetheless it it's just my mantra to kinda of get me to a, a place, you know. 50 times. That's, how far away was this job? I think I'm over-exaggerating on the number, <laughs> but... Um, really, I'm just going to hold you to that number. And you like, just drive <laughs> one way. Uh, I live relatively far from it. Like, it was a, probably about a, like a 20-minute drive, oh, so... Okay. And it's like a three-minute song. So, so not a, like two and a half hours or anything. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. All right, my number nine is... Potions Deliverance Mix by Pucifer. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I put this on a playlist for you, and I don't think you responded responded to it. Uh, nobody seems to. I don't know why. It's a good song. <laughs> it was a really close one for this slot because it was also almost beat out by two other, uh, two A Perfect Circle songs. Three Libras and Blue. Uh, which is also, you know, it's all the same singer, Maynard James Keenan, who's also the singer for Tool. Um, I, the order in which I like the bands is probably now, it's probably Pucifer, Perfect Circle, and then Tool. I know that's sacrilege to say, to not say Tool is number one, but I generally, as Pucifer keeps going, I think they just keep getting better. And I liked the last Tool album, but there wasn't a whole lot of standouts. It was good. It was enjoyable. This, so this falls under the industrial uh, category. Uh, I think, well, Tool, I think, qualifies more as progressive metal. 
and I'm not sure where uh, I'm not sure where Pucifer stands and uh, a perfect circle stands. I don't even remember any of those names. Like you've heard them on the during the the, the playlist nights that we do. So I know I've played it probably several times. Um, it was it, but it, it was real close. I, I I I love all three of those songs. So but I finally decided on 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 potions because uh, the the idea of trying to of uh, the song is like um, the devil popped around today selling potions to try and uh, paraphrasing here uh, make me forget I ever met you and uh, it, that's probably a little more of a uh, a universal thing than blue which is like about watching somebody die in front of you and and just being like no, they're fine. They're fine. They're okay. And just being in complete denial of that. Because that's from 13th Step, which is a concept album of sorts. It's all songs related to uh, drug use and, and the things that it does to you and so forth. So, but, I don't know, there's just something about potions that, that just wins my heart. It was very close, though. So shout out to the other two songs. I know that's like cheating and being like, I'm just going to scoot a couple other songs in. Under the rug, <laughs> no one notices. Honorable mentions, right? Yes, honorable mentions would be those, those two, and one I did earlier. Um, Street Spirit, yeah. Well, like if, if the rescue if the rescue ship comes and saves you, and on this deserted island, and they're like, "Do you need anything? Water or like food?" You'd be like, "Play me that song." <laughs> Play me these songs. So I've listened to these other ten. I need something new, something to quench my musical thirst. My ears heard the same ten songs. It's been a while. But I, I mean, that's, that's a good question. Like, if if you had only ten songs on a deserted island and you got off of the deserted island, would these songs then not be fun? Because you're these are the ten songs I listened to on a deserted island. Like, would that be tainted then? That's a good question. Well, yeah, it would probably take a while for you to be able to listen to it again, because you'd be like, okay, that was really traumatic, and that song would take you back, you know, for a while. So you might not want to listen to them again. It depends. Were you, were you listening to these things on a loop the entire time that you're there? Or were you all like, I feel like listening to music. You know, I've protected myself from the wild boars on this island. We're okay. <laughs> uh, I, I would probably be like, it's like a nighttime thing. Like, time for my ten songs and then Betty Bye kind of a thing. Is it time to kick back and relax with something that can play songs from Spotify? but not actually make a call out somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my first pick wasn't even yeah, on Spotify, so that's true. it would have to be like a mixtape or a burnt CD kind of a thing. That's true. One of one of the things I'm... I'm I pick some of these songs, but with the, with the idea that I could rely on my brain in order to play the rest of the music mm-hmm. that I already know inside yeah. my own head. Be like, I know how these other things go. I'm just going to go ahead and... We'll just put them on the back burner. We'll put them. We'll put them in emergency rocket pack. So when I need it, I can listen to it in my own head. So my number nine, kind of, I guess I should have brought this up when you were talking about the uh, your your 1993 jam, where it's like music was just so like great, like you know, it meant so much. It. it meant yeah. so much. All the uh, feels. Yoda by Weird Al Yankovic. It is a parody of the song uh, Lola by the Kinks, which Lola by the Kinks is also a really good song. It is. It is. 
but I got into Weird Al probably like during like the end of my senior year into like that summer after high school and then I like went to college and I was listening for like first couple years of college I was listening to Weird Al and like senior year of high school it was like the best like that was like 2007 high school man like fucking senior year was the best so it was also like early into my Star Wars fandom years because like I didn't I didn't watch Star Wars as a kid I watched you know I first saw Star Wars when I was like a sophomore in high school so here I am a senior it's just a couple years later it's just a really great song and as a fan like it gives me chills you know there's a couple lines in there that it's just I know it's like not like mind-breaking like lyrics because again it's a weird owl parody but Luke if you or it says Luke stay away from the darker side if you start to go astray let the force be your guide like I don't know something about that just just gets to me you know and like the other thing about this song it was written in 1985 but like Weird Al had like kind of like this like like genius because the other lyric is but I know that I'll be coming back someday I'll be playing this part till I'm old and gray the long-term contract I had to sign says I'll be making these movies until the end of time and it's like fucking episode eight you have he he was he was talking about that from Luke's point of view um because it's it's he because it's from I think it's from the it's not because since it's called Yoda by weird you know like the song's called Yoda it's not from Yoda's point of view it's from Luke's point of view and so you know you have Luke in episode eight he's old and gray the long term contract I mean he didn't sign a long term contract but the thing is is that as Luke Skywalker he's going to be a Jedi till the end of time so it's like really genius for the fact that like something that Weird Al wrote in 1985 about how he's going to be old and gray and doing these movies forever holds true to today. Was so prophetic. I'm not as familiar with uh, Yoda as I am with uh, oh my I don't know the room, don't know the name of it the one that he did that's to the tune of American Pie. Oh uh, the saga begins. There we go. I never I could never think of the name of that one. Yeah, that one, the, the the title doesn't really match, like, the the name of the American Pie. Yeah, that's why, I was, that's why I was struggling. I'm like, what? It's got to be something like that, right? But I couldn't think of what would rhyme with that or what would go with that, because yeah. I'm, I'm not a songwriter, so I don't know these things. <laughs> yeah, so it's just kind of like, that 2007 was my year of, like, I was like, this is the best fucking music ever. I'm having the best time of my life. Fuck you all. And I use the F word a lot, and I still do, you know? I say, what's changed? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> My number ten is kind of kind of like your uh, I don't remember which number you had before, but for Queen of Hearts, but it is uh, We Are Stars by the Pieces. There's it Pierces. Excuse me, Pierces. My bad. Uh, it's not quite, um, you know, our song with my husband and I, but it is a song that makes me think of him. Or. He's, I don't even think he likes this song. I, I haven't played it enough in front of him <laughs> in order to get him to like it, because he's tricksy like that. Like you have to, you have to trick him into liking a song. You have to. Let me rephrase. I've played it enough in front of him, but 
some other outside source hasn't suggested it to him, so he doesn't listen to it. Yeah, so. that's that's why I want him on this music podcast is because, again, your husband's is a really cool dude, but like he's so like persnickety about music. Like it's so like like I just I want everybody to see his like like views on music. You know, so it took him a really really long time to listen to something that wasn't industrial. So, mm-hmm. and he like he mellowed a bit and. But you know it. It takes a it takes a long, long time. Like, he, but I wouldn't say he's a music snob. I just think no, he's a, no. He's just he's. I wouldn't he's even a, say he's, he's almost like a picky eater when it like he's like a picky eater when it comes to music. You know. Well, as he explained it, is that he just gets so everybody is all like, "Hey, what do you think of this song? What do you think of this song?" And that's just the surest way to get him to back his, put his back up against the wall and be like, "Nope, nope." He's very stubborn. Yeah, he's very stubborn. He's very contrary in that regard. But I mean, I've put this song on playlist for him before, you know, like marked with a heart, you know, that kind of thing. And he's impervious. But anyway, so the the line in there that makes me think of him is, uh, "I see nothing worse than to sail this universe without you." Oh, oh. So that's my that's my romantic uh, submission for this this list. It's not you know, it's not our song, but and I didn't didn't know it at the time of like my wedding or anything so I didn't play it but it, it's it's the song that makes me think of it and I don't know why the Pierces aren't more popular because they're really good they're apparently only popular like in Europe but they're from here they're really good here guys listen to their music <laughs> all right are we, are, is, this, is this the last one this am is I the bring, last am, one am I bringing it home bring it home bring it home Chad. all right my last one is called a better plan by Adam Bender and uh, Adam Bender is I'm from the Des Moines area and Des Moines Iowa not Des Moines Washington but uh from the Des Moines Iowa area and it's a local band they've been called the ska band because I think they have a brass a brass section but they're not a ska a ska band they don't want to be called the ska band it's it's a really good song for me um because i again i went through my local music phase uh i don't even think i've i've seen these guys live that's the weird thing i did an interview with them i used to do like before podcasts were big they called it like an internet radio station where like they just had the studio in downtown des moines and like you could just go down there and like broadcast live on the internet and i did a show about that and i interviewed a couple of the members and they were they were pretty cool they gave me a cd with the song a better plan on it and a lot of good like um uh lyrics in there like the chorus is um we've been doing the best that we can and i'll be here until i think of a better plan and the other one is i wish i had the perfect plan i wish our friendships would never fade away what you have is so much better than anything we would ever say. Has a lot of like good touching like things to it, you know. Like you know, I've I've had some friendships that have faded away, so it kind of, as much as it has that kind of like, tinge of like, not happy times. It it reflects how I feel, you know. I I wish I had a perfect plan. I wish I I wish I didn't have friends that just kind of grew apart, kind of a thing. But overall it's still a great song you know it sort of applies to that bittersweet feeling that comes with well that's the passage of time all right yeah 
I, f- I feel like uh, music is a reminder of the times in our life that are behind us. No matter the good times, the bad times are indifferent. But what is interesting is that just listening to it can take us back to those moments. You can remember the car you drove, the people you hung around, the, the things you were doing, and the thoughts that were important to you. The pandemic is just like being on a deserted island. You're just trying to get by and wait till somebody saves you from that. While you're sitting at home more now than before, you find yourself re-watching old shows, rereading the same books, and listening to your old music. The media that comforted you when life was better is now comforting you again, and it's because of the memories that are attached to it. Because right now, we only have memories. I want to thank everybody for listening. Kay, I want to uh, thank you for joining me on this. No problem. Thanks for the having the outlet for meeting a weirdo. I dig it. Everybody, please share and subscribe and come tomorrow. May you be bolder than today. Mm-hmm.